You're listening to the Night Demon Network. Go to nightdemon.net slash subscriber to unlock more exclusive content. Welcome to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. I'm your host, Nesbitt, and today we're digging into the fourth and final song from the self-titled EP. This is Ritual. So if you remember previous episodes, Night Demon, then called Ancient Evil, they wrote and recorded demos for four songs over four jams. So Sunday, April 10th, 2011, Brent Woodward, Jarvis Leatherby, and Pat Bailey jammed and came up with the band's fourth song and what would become the fourth song on their self-titled Night Demon EP, Ritual. So after coming up with three killer new wave of British heavy metal-inspired tracks. The band, they finish off this songwriting spree, I guess, with another great track. So a really prolific period of creativity right when the band comes together. And you can hear the hungriness and the energy the band had. It comes through in this song, even in the very first demo from that day. For some reason, maybe because of the placement at the end of the EP, this one sort of flew under the radar for me compared to the other three. I mean, you have the title track, which stands out because it's the band's theme song, basically. You have the chalice, which is the centerpiece of the rocky appearances at the live show. For some reason, I didn't give this one as much attention as the others. And uh, I guess I can say this one, for me anyway, was completely and totally underrated. So when I saw Night Demon's show in September of 2019, I remember really being blown away by this one live. It was track number nine in the set list, right between the like mid-paced Curse of the Damned and the Doom epic Stranger in the Room. So it really stood out as like a thrashy blast of energy. And that's the moment I really sat up and paid attention to this track, and I've loved it ever since. 
Here's the members of Night Demon, Jarvis Leatherby, Dusty Squires, and Armand John Anthony. Ritual. My general opinion of this song. Um, it's just another, it's a classic, it's a classic Night Demon song. Classic heavy metal thrash. The lyrical content, you know, it's like, it's like a party song, but mixed in with the dark arts, you know. Hey, get down to the ritual. We're going to have a a good old dark time tonight. Ritual is another one. I mean, it's similar to Night Demon as far as energy goes. Um, ritual, man, that's, uh, that's a ripper, you know. When I'm playing those up-tempo songs where the snare's in that spot and I'm, I'm hitting as hard as I do, you know, it takes a lot. When we did Live Darkness, we put it as track number three and the first two songs on that album, you know, and from that show were, you know, Welcome to the Night, Full Speed Ahead, then Ritual. It was tough to play that song with the intensity and power and to keep it going and to play it clean. You know, sometimes when you're playing at that speed, it's easy to start flubbing notes, especially on the kick drum. Uh, it's just a matter of concentrating, you know, and definitely have to be on the game. Ritual. This is, I got to say, this is my favorite song on the EP. It still is to this day. I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite. I guess it's like picking your favorite child. I mean, I don't have kids, but I kind of can get that vibe. I mean, all all of the songs on the EP are are very different from each other, but I if I did have to pick a favorite, it would be this one. Now, no matter how long a Night Demon live set is, so, I mean, if we're opening for a band and we have 25 minutes, the song Night Demon and the song The Chalice are definitely going to be in that set. I mean, those are two songs that you can pretty much guarantee will always play live. Third up to that is Ritual. And most sets, we do play Ritual. It's a fast, quick burner, and it's a really good live energy song and has a lot of really cool parts that we'll break down here. But, uh, you know, personally, just the vibe of the whole song, I got to say, it it definitely is my my personal favorite on the EP. And again, it is so hard to choose that, but it's pretty cool. And I'm really excited to go into a deep dive in this because I think it's actually, I'm actually going to like it even more than I do now. So let's do this. Okay, so going through the lyrics. So, Ritual, awesome title, a great heavy metal title. The lyrics are a bit sophomoric, childish. Um, you know, I actually, I won't go to say that. I don't think any Night Demon songs can be classified as that. Um, you know, I've used the word cliche a lot, which is a cliche, but... Again, this this is early in the band's career. I'm writing lyrics like in an hour and we're just cranking stuff out. There's no pressure. But, you know, again, there was a lot of inspiration behind this. So the first line, tonight the moon is full, dead rising from their graves. Call up all your friends. It's time to misbehave. Tonight the moon is full. Dead rising from the graves. 
all your friends. It's time to misbehave. That's a pretty fucking cool line. So um, this was actually inspired by real events. So a year prior to Night Demon starting, I lived in a house with Jeremy Palaszewski, who was the singer of No Motive, the band I was in that we covered, and Ron Baldwin, who was in my first band, Black Opal, and who has also lended his talents to Night Demon um, at the end of the song Darkness Remains with the keyboard part. So we lived in a house together called the Monster House. And we were kind of fucking around in a, in a project called Monster Hand that that never really got off the ground. And, you know, I mean, we would just get high every night and get drunk and just do what you do in your 20s. And um, one night we thought it was a good idea to go to the graveyard with an acoustic guitar and just play. <laughs> so we went to the cemetery out here called Ivy Lawn. It's on Valentine Road, and it's across the street from Salzer's Records, which has been around for over 50 years. It's the biggest record store in town, and it's kind of where we grew up. Um, and so we decided to hop this wall. It was a lot taller than we had anticipated, and uh, I think I got pretty hurt coming down, actually. But nonetheless, we were sitting on graves and and playing songs that night. Um I've had incidents before where I've been caught doing this, uh, but that was like much, I was much younger and much more in my youth. Um, you know, I've since, I've since had uh, more respect for some of these graves that we weren't desecrating anything. And, and, you know, I mean, who knows, maybe we were giving them some music that was cool, but you know, in my more sober mind, um, I'm not saying I would never do that again. Cause I am still fascinated with graveyards totally. But now, you know, this band is a takes me to wonderful places around the world where I can see some really, some really awesome graves. And, you know, I just have a, an appreciation for them. So that line is true. And that that's what that was inspired by. So the pre-chorus, now we sit and wait for the demon's call. Now we sit and wait for the demon's call. So the night demon, right? We're night demon, you know, or we had the song night demons. And so at this point, actually we were ancient evil still when this song was written, but the, the word demon was coming in a lot with our stuff. And so the night demons and the night demon, the song that we had was about a gang or a group of, a group of people, which ended up being us, but that's what it is. That's the reference to the demon, the demons call the heavy metal gangs, the heavy metal warriors. Then it came into the part with the, with the backup. You know, when we recorded this song, you know, I had this, I had put this part on the demo and then we, we recorded this song and, and it was all tracked in one day and Brent took it home. And I remember him saying, Hey, we should take this part out. We should take out that gang singing part. It's kind of misfitsy, and you know, I I love the misfits, and and that's that's what I loved about it. But I went along with it. You know, I I totally agreed with him and thought, hey, yeah, maybe that's not heavy metal enough. Let's take it out. And then his roommate, uh, his roommate Jesse, who had played in in 
in some other bands. He played in Stop Breathing with John Criar, who would become the Night Demon drummer. Um, he played in a band called Glass and Ashes, Glass and Ashes, with which Armand did play drums for on a European tour. Um, he ended up telling Brent, Hey man, what happened to the whoa, whoa, whoa part? Why did you take that out? And Brent's like, Oh yeah, we just, we weren't vibing it. And then Jesse started telling me about it. Like, Hey man, you got to put that misfits part back in. That was so awesome. So I kind of asked Brent, Hey man, you know, I kind of agree with him. And Brent was like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Let's do it. And I'm glad that that did happen because now it's a thing live where, I mean, we don't even have to sing that part. The audience does. And it's, it's just such a fucking cool part. So then to finish off the pre-chorus after that, that whoa, whoa, gang vocal thing, come on, everybody, one and all, get down to the ritual. Come on, everybody, one and all, get down to the ritual. Then the chorus is just, that says the title, ritual, over and over again. Um... With rituals here, we're talking about raising the dead. We're talking about a seance. We're talking about witchcraft. All the cool shit, right? Um, but really, when, when, when we think about rituals, we all have rituals. And rituals are, are, are healthy things in our lives. Everybody has a ritual. I mean, just notice next time. You get in the shower. I mean, you wash your body a certain way every time. That's a ritual. When you put your pants on, you put one leg in at a time. That's a ritual. Uh, bad habits even can be can be known as rituals. But in this in this sense, we're talking about actual ritual magic. Ritual, ritual, ritual. So second verse, bring your spells and your pentagrams. The witching hour is close at hand. Bring your spells and your pentagrams. The witching hour is close at hand. This is more 
witchery, more heavy metal cliche words. And again, at the time, thinking that we're a band that's only going to make four songs, I want these words in my song. I want pentagrams. I want stuff like this. Uh, it's pretty cool, too, uh, using the word witching hour. A year after this song was written and recorded, Angel Witch, one of my favorite bands of all time, had released an album called As Above, So Below. And it's funny because they're one of my new wave of British heavy metal favorite bands of all time, but only based on one record, a record that they put out in 1980. So this was kind of their comeback. I mean, they had done Screaming and Bleeding and uh, kind of thrashy record. And they had done some stuff in the 80s and 90s, but I really wasn't a fan of any of that. And this record was really uh, a great comeback for them. And there was a song on there called Witching Hour. And so to hear this kind of right before this EP actually came out, to hear this Angel Witch song, I was like pretty stoked. And I kind of thought, man, it's pretty cool like that, that, you know, we're us and these guys are kind of thinking the same thing lyrically at this day and age, you know, in, in 2011, 2012. Uh, it's pretty awesome. It, it just felt really good. It felt like we were on the right track and, and I, I knew we were doing something right. So back into another pre-chorus and back into the chorus. And that's it for the lyrics of the song. I mean, uh, we, there are some harmonies on, on the parts where I say ritual on the choruses. And the, the harmonies at the end on the, the long, drawn-out ritual parts, those are so awesome. Ritual! Ritual! That is what really brings it home. As far as the production, the vocals, yeah, the standard thing we always do. You know, we double all of Jarvis's vocals, harmonies. I always uh, was pulled to the pre-chorus. Now we sit and wait for the demon's call. That harmony. Now we sit and wait for the demon's call. Uh, I remember immediately doing that live, or at least when we started rehearsing. You know, and I had a mic set up because at first I wasn't bothering with doing any vocals. You know, it was most, mostly about making sure I was playing the guitar parts right and just jamming with the guys, getting the feel. But once I remember doing that part, you know, I remember Jarvis looking over at me, like, give me the nod, like, hell yeah, that's awesome. Because, you know, they've never heard that part live before. So doing it live is is fucking great. And that's another reason why I love having Armand in the band. It's just really awesome for for us to sing that together live while I'm playing that syncopated bass riff and he's just playing that riff and Dustin is just grinding away at breakneck pace. I got to say it it definitely is my my personal favorite on the EP. Hey guys, Nesbit here. 
If you'd like to support Night Demon and this podcast, the best way to do it is to become a Night Demon subscriber. Not only will you be doing your part to support a true heavy metal band out there really living it, you'll also gain access to a ton of extras. Bonus audio content, a subscriber-only merch store with rare items from the band's archives, you can stream never-before-heard demos, and unearthed live concerts from the live vaults, communicate with the other Night Demon diehards on an exclusive subscriber forum, and gain early access to all press releases, album pre-orders, new merchandise, and a ton more. And another thing that I think is pretty cool is Night Demon will be donating 10% of every subscription fee to the Metal Cares Foundation, which is a charitable fund the band started in 2014 to aid those in our metal community. So head over to nightdemon.net slash subscriber and join us as we make heavy metal history together as one. And on a side note, I'll personally think you're a great A badass. <laughs> so the intro riff to this, this is another riff that Brent came in with and he had the that... that part that kept circling around and around. And I believe I came up with the idea to just kind of ride the intro that that kind of thing. Um, Didn't really know where to go from there at first. And I remember just kind of playing some notes on the bass, just playing some notes over it, just kind of trying to find what I can lay over that actually underneath that, that would, if that makes any sense at all, I guess that's kind of like the way that I see the music. I, the bass underneath a main riff would would kind of be the underlying thing. And I just started hitting these random notes and I had Pat just kind of accent the kick drum and hit the cymbals with me at the same time, like these big hits. And Actually, when I, I just had, I remember that I just asked Brent to just keep playing that riff over and over again. And what came into my head was actually the intro for Welcome to the Jungle. So what I was thinking was, it's kind of like, it kind of reminded me of that intro a little bit, but I thought, honestly, that the ritual riff was a much better riff. Sorry, Slash, but honestly, I got to give Brent props on that one. The riff, to me, in my opinion, it's better. It's just awesome, fucking pentatonic, bluesy kind of riff that's played really fast. And so I thought, well, wow, what I'm kind of laying underneath this reminds me of Welcome to the Jungle a bit, but let's say like, what if we just came in hard right right away with these hits? Boom, 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 boom. Instead of kind of, you know, in, in the Guns N' Roses song, it's kind of just... It kind of just slowly kind of 
you know, jamily builds up. If that's even a word, it's not. But you know what I'm trying to get at there. And with Night Demon, it was all about, you know, again, we were three guys and we were all about having as much power and as much tack as we can right out of the gate. And plus, the riff starts that it doesn't start with a you know, it's the riff itself, the guitar itself in the Night Demon song ritual comes out much stronger. So it's kind of funny that again, subliminally or naturally, maybe I was I, I heard that riff and and was kind of thinking about doing hits like Welcome to the Jungle. It wasn't until after that I realized that that was kind of what's what was happening. So I'm really glad I could take inspiration from from that in in my subconscious and create an intro like that. Um, the beginning riff, I always kind of thought was a kind of a quirky riff. Like, I, to be honest, like it's not my favorite. Uh, you know, not that I don't like it, but um, it was always a little weird for me. I thought it it kind of sounds like uh, something that I would play when I'm warming up. You know, because it's a very repetitive kind of finger pattern thing, and. Um, it's something that I I wouldn't think of as making an actual riff for a song. So, you know, but hey, sometimes those are the things that end up being cool. I've heard the story that the Sweet Child of Mine main riff was exactly that, a warm-up finger exercise, warm-up kind of thing that Slash was playing one day. And somebody heard it and was like, what is that? Let's Let's use that. So there you go. You know, little things like that. Something that I think is a, a a finger exercise could turn into one of the best songs a band has ever written. So then when we get to the first pause... I love that, you know, Pat does that feel... And right, right into the riff. And again, like the second riff in this song, which is, which is going to be the main riff for the verse, just an amazing, awesome rock and roll, new wave of British heavy metal inspired riff. And this is another one where I'm just riding that A note on this, you know. That's like my rhythm with the bass, right? And I'm just riding that note and then coming in with Brent on the and so I had the idea to go when he did the little tail that to just 
do these bigger hits bah, 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 all together. And that was like such a fucking powerful thing in my mind. And it really broke up that speed. So then we just head right back into it, same riff, and I just start singing the verse over it. That into the pre-chorus, which is just, I mean, it's the same thing. The only thing that changes here, which I thought was really cool and interesting, it's much like the intro where my bass just starts riding on, on this ascending line. Now we sit and wait for the demons call. And the guitar riff stays the same, which is definitely a staple in, in Night Demon. And we created this, this formula early on with the band. And again, it's because, you know, we have one guitar. So and oftentimes we'll do a thing where, well, the traditional way would be for the bass to ride on a note and then for the guitar to go different places. But it's really a lot more interesting, I think, when the, when the bass, the foundation moves and the guitar, the steady riff, just floats on top. So coming into the chorus of the song, the then we hit the then we hit this palm mute thing here, which is a total like thrash metal thing that wasn't really happening, you know, in the supposed time of the new wave of British heavy metal. But we're just palm muting on this A flat note. And I like that, especially, I definitely wanted to tag that. It's very motorheady. that the bluesy, uh, adding the blues note, which is the second note in the da 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 da. Actually, sorry, that would be the third note. Um, and that's something that it gives it kind of a, a more blues rock feel, that note. They call that the blues note in the pentatonic scale, which is basically, it's a half step between the whole notes that come for all you uh, music geeks out there actually music geeks out there would probably know how to explain that better than me since uh myself and everybody in this band is self-taught and does not know proper music theory or how to read music or anything like that so please excuse me for that the the passion for heavy metal has just taken over my brain so after the second chorus when we get to the bridge part this is another thing that you know when we were writing this ep we're coming up. This is the fourth song that we're, we've written. This is the fifth rehearsal that we've had as a band. And we're just on a fucking roll at this point. And the, the coolest part about all these songs that we've been writing, not, I mean, besides the, the monumental guitar riffs that define the songs are the middle sections of these songs. This is like... By, by the fourth song here that we've written, this song, Ritual, this is where I start to get extreme confidence in our abilities because all these midsections of these songs just totally blow away everything else that, that, that we loved. And that was cool. We, we, we were pushing the boundaries you know, in our minds 
uh, and expanding on the things that we had already liked. But when we come to this midsection, again, you know, I referenced before in the chorus is that we, it's kind of, there are elements in there of a more thrash metal thing. And in the choruses of this song, riff wise, you're hearing new wave of British heavy metal, classic rock, thrash metal, uh, and a motorhead style all together in one. So when we come to this bridge, we try and do this syncopated part and it's basically another palm muted part on A where I'm going with the high A note and Brent's going with his low one on the on the bottom string, the fifth fret, and we're palm muted. And the drums are just, you know, fucking... So it's like you really it's it's I mean, listening on headphones and and if you play it right and if you play it in time, it becomes this like this real mind fuck that that just it kind of takes you into this into this other world. And it, it really it I don't know, it's a dizziness, but it's it's very it's hard for me to put into words anyway. You know, on the recording, again, we kept everything very raw and the train does veer off the tracks a little bit and we do lose the rhythm on this. Uh, that's something that kind of always bothered me, but much like the out of tune chord we have in ancient evil on this recording, it's so much part of the charm of this EP and the looseness of Pat's drumming. You know, it's just a totally different beast than what night demon is now. And there's many moments live where now we just, we lock in on this part so hardcore and we're playing it so much faster too and so much tighter and the strobe lights are going and our heads are banging in synchronicity with this. And by the end of it, before we get to the guitar solo, you know, sometimes I think I'm going to pass out, to be honest. So I've been, I've been at those moments before on stage. Definitely has more of a thrashier feel than any of the songs in the first batch. It's fun to play live. You know, the the part that really chugs away is always something I look forward to. And I know Jarvis does too. We always love to get into the front of the stage when we play it live and just hunker down next to each other and just really lock in on that. That. It's like a fucking freight train coming to fucking run you over, you know? You get into that midsection part where the guitars are really chugging fast, and I'm just doing the simple one-two on the kick and snare. Guitar and bass start chugging, and the drums are kind of keeping that backbeat. That was always a part that I had to make sure that I was super tight on so that those guys could lock in. Um, and when it's locked in, it... It, it's got a cool feel, you know, you can almost feel the whole room or the, you know, the whatever, if we're playing outside or whatever, you can feel that part lock in and it kind of does this neat little um, kind of like pulse. But it's, it's one of the, it's one of the greatest parts. And I, it's, I'm so fucking proud of, of, of this, this, this section of the song leading into the guitar solo. As far as the solo goes, um, I think that's one of the ones where I had a big hand in when we were recording this song. 
I definitely remember having a part, you know, part of that, uh, there's a little descending kind of like pull off picking thing that's reminiscent of Wasted Years, actually, if you listen to it closely. And that's something that I I tend to do kind of a lot, I guess. You can almost call it like one of my signature kind of riffs or things that I like a lot. You know, every guitar player has certain licks and runs that they like, I guess, and that they will use in multiple solos or will always kind of be a staple of their solos. Well, I think that kind of thing is something that I, I always love that comes from like, you know, ACDC Thunderstruck. Wasted Years has that kind of thing. Am I Evil? The little guitar break. You know, after the intro, I mean, there's the same kind of thing right there. So um, it's a fun, it's a fun and easy way kind of to make, make uh, something sound a lot harder than it is. Um, and they're just fun. It's just a fun thing to do. Pull off with an open string, hammer on, pull off kind of thing. So there'll be more of that in the future, ladies and gentlemen. So keep an eye out, keep an ear out for that. That first guitar solo is great on the EP, but for me, it really comes alive when they play it live. The way Armand puts his spin on it, his tone, everything about it, it really brings it up a notch or two, especially in the intensity. That solo live, it really kicks ass. And one of the things that makes it so much more expressive is Armand's use of the wah pedal. Yeah, in the live version, uh, me bringing in the wah pedal, uh, it just felt right for this song. You know, the wah thing was something, was a new element that I brought to the table when I joined the band. Uh, Brent never used the wah. There was a little bit of a phaser that he would use here and there, which kind of has a similar thing but uh, the thing uh, that I like about the wah pedals that you can control where the sweep happens you know so I you can make it whereas a phaser you know it does that sweeping kind of thing but it's just a it just oscillates at a fixed rate you know so it's it's just gonna do what it does no matter what you're playing on top of it but the wah being able to control it with your foot is cool because it's more expressive, you know, it's a little more um, like almost like a vocal, like singing kind of thing, you know, like you can just bring out the highs on certain way in certain notes. And so that's kind of how I 
I adapt that to my solos. Um, I use it in a very musical way. Some guys just kind of like they step on a wall and they just go wow, 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 wow. No, I like to really like use it with the notes that I'm playing and the and bending and stuff like that. So that first solo in the song is great, but also during the breakdown, there's a second solo, and it might not be as flashy or technical as the first. But it's really cool. It has a cool feel. It's moody. It's melodic. It's one of those solos that really fits the tone and really serves the song. By itself, that sounds cool, but it really comes together with the bass line that Jarvis plays under it. His choice of notes and his bass runs, they really give it a cool vibe that takes it to another level. So coming into the guitar solo, this is one of the things where I wanted to, as the bass player of the band and being a three-piece, I really wanted to just have a little bit of flashiness, a little more geezer butler kind of stuff, a little more little more going on behind the guitar solo because the guitar solo on this wasn't really fast either. It's not a really fast solo. So I just wanted to have some melodic lines and then have the more kind of bluesy climb-ups on it. And this is... This is, again, this is one of my favorite bass lines that I play in Night Demon. And I, I just love the way that this all came together. I mean, this whole fucking song, but really, I love the way this comes together from the bridge into the solo here. And it's just fucking awesome. This second solo, again, just like the first one, it really hits harder when you hear Armand play it live. You know, I took that solo and I, and I, took it down an octave instead of playing it up high like Brent does on the record. To me, it just sounded heavier and fuller to play it down low. It just kind of became a thing. I don't know. I don't remember if that was a conscious thing or it was just me interpreting what I had heard from the recordings without listening to it too much and like trying to cop exactly what was on there. Um, I guess you can call that my laziness in a way. (laughs) But, you know, again... 
it always goes back to that thing where I wanted to be able to put my own spin on things and not just come in as like a, a you know, like a, a cover band kind of thing, you know, where you just want to play the exact thing. You know, people may not like that I do that. You know, uh, there's definitely been some some arguments about some things like that between us members of the band and the crowd that, you know, might be maybe obsessed with the band that will know. But now at this point, it's like you got two versions. You got my version and you got Brent's version. And after this, of course, we take it back to that bridge, back to the... Which is just like... Oh man, we we mind fuck everybody again and it's it's just amazing. So from there, uh you know, it's I don't know if you could really hear it on the EP in the in the in the mix. You might have to solo it, but like I and I do this live too. It's it's very difficult, but it actually made me a lot better of a player and I could pretty much do it in my sleep now. Uh you know, when I'm when I'm well rehearsed and we're on the road and we're not we're not in a two-year pandemic. But um, I palm mute the end of that. And so when we're in that rhythm after the solo, that band, I never stop that. I keep that rhythm, but I start moving the chords around again. So much like I do on the pre-chorus of the song, much like I do in the intro of the song, I'm the foundation with the bass, but I move the foundation and the guitar stays over. So that's the two solos, but if you listen to this song live, on Live Darkness, for example, there's a third solo that Armand adds. giving the fans a little something extra coming to see us live. Um, that's kind of how, why I added the, the extra short solo at the end of the song in the live and live recording and in, in live shows. Uh, it just felt like it needed that, you know, instead of just riffing out just on the main riff or whatever, there's nothing else going on there. So it's like, okay, well, here's a last little hurrah before we're out, you know, and I know that we, it was definitely something that was brought up in rehearsals or, or maybe we talked about it on the road. I don't, I don't know, but I pretty much remember doing that from pretty early on when I was learning the stuff. So that was one of those decisions we made together that was like, yeah, you know what? Go for it there. That, that there's a spot for it. And they didn't do it on the album for whatever reason. And that's okay. That's the album. This is live. Playing Ritual live, I have to be on my game. I have to be ready. I have to be prepared. I have to pace myself. I can't burn out. I have to be on it and keep the intensity and keep the speed and keep the, the drive of, of what the heck the song represents. Audience reaction, again, like I said before, it's one of the classic four. So 
the true old school Night Demon fans are always going to love that track. And especially when it's an opener or it is early in the set, I think it's just got a good energy and it gets people pumped up. I mean, all these all these songs from the first EP are, are right up there. They're staples in the set. This is a this song, you know, when I joined the band was always the opener. Um, it's now. I mean, after that, after Darkness came out, it got replaced with Welcome to the Night. Mainly because Welcome to the Night has the killer intro, and we actually use that um, as an intro tape before we go on stage so and it's mostly it's in the set pretty much every time you know it's probably gets looked over a little bit now because we just have a lot more songs and depending on the the show but if we're doing a full headlining set yeah ritual is going to be in there you know it's one of those classic night demon tracks it's always going to be around so and that's how the ep ends and I, I just I just couldn't be more proud of this song from beginning to end. In my mind, it's 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 perfect. So that's it for Ritual and the final song from the self-titled Night Demon EP. It it kind of amazes me when you look at this EP how quickly these four songs were written and what a solid debut they make up for the band. What started off as like a fun and not at all serious side project. It ended up creating something kind of classic, in all in just a few jams. Um, a really prolific period for these guys. The songs, they, they totally show their new wave of British heavy metal inspiration. But to me, they're a lot more than that. Like, the song Ritual, this one, is a great example. It, you know, it sounds like an early 80s new wave of British heavy metal classic. But it also has those elements of, like, thrash and misfit-style horror punk and straight-up, uh, like, motorhead-style rock and roll. And that's part of what makes Night Demon so great, in my opinion. So we saw in the Roots of the Demon episodes 
of this podcast, how many different bands and styles of music the members of this band have experience with. And I think that's what makes them stand out above a lot of their peers. Uh, they have such a diverse musical background and such a deep well of experience to draw from. Um, whatever they do, it sort of comes out sounding totally unique. So even these four initial tracks that were sort of a, you know, a throwaway side project at first, the band sounds very influenced by a new wave of British heavy metal. But at the same time, they kind of put their own spit on it and add some flavor that kind of makes it unique and not just another band rehashing that genre. So these four songs, at the time they were recorded, they were a standalone one-off project, but they kind of turned out to be a solid foundation to build on. So as we go through the history of the band and you hear their sound develop, it's kind of cool. You can always go back and listen to where the heart and soul of the Night Demon sound started on this EP with these four songs. Uh, also, can't wait to see these songs again live, you know, where they really come alive when live touring starts again. So that's it for Ritual and the first EP. Remember, you can always listen to the full demos and isolated tracks for these songs on nightdemon.net in the bonus section. So until next time, this is Nesbit signing off. Thanks for listening to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast. Head over to nightdemon.net, click on the subscriber tab, and sign up to access exclusive weekly bonus content. If you would like to donate to support the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, you can do so through PayPal at paypal.me slash nightdemonmetal. Additionally, if you have not already done so, please subscribe, like, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. All hail, Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast listeners. This is Dusty Squires chiming in to tell you about my brand new signature sticks from the London Drumstick Company. I've dreamt of having my very own drumsticks ever since I was a wee lad, and LDC made that a possibility for me. Founded in 2016 in London, England, the birthplace of heavy metal, the London Drumstick Company has trailblazed a path through the music industry and taken the drummer world by storm. When I met them for the first time, they knew their product was going to withstand the beatings of a Night Demon show. They took the time to work with me on getting everything just right. The balance and weight of my sticks are the same no matter what, and the durability is bar none the best I've ever had. I know my sticks will last through the set night after night. I'm truly honored to work with a company that caters to their players the way LDC does. Their innovation and attention to detail is what separates them from the rest of the stick makers out there. Their custom stick sleeves are unbelievable and really make the entire presentation complete. Wait until you see the design they came up with for me. It blew my mind and was a surprise to say the least. 
They have all kinds of amazing swag, including hoodies, t-shirts, drummer shorts, drum keys, stick bags, towels, face masks, practice pads, and much, much more. Even if you're not a drummer, you can be a part of Demon History and order my brand new signature sticks direct from their website. How cool is that? And to top it off, the London Drumstick Company are giving an exclusive offer to the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast listeners. Go to londondrumsticks.co.uk and receive a 15%, 15% store-wide discount using promo code DEMONSTICKS. All capital letters, no spaces, DEMONSTICKS. D-E-M-O-N-S-T-I-C-K-S. I can't thank everyone there enough for the opportunity to be a part of their family and for them trusting me with their amazing products. See you metal maniacs on the road very soon. And yes, the wood chips will be flying. Greetings, boils and ghouls. This is your comrade, the Crypt Keeper here, reporting dead from the sanctuary of the strange. Tonight's macabre myth is a fright-filled feature, one overflowing with monsters, madness, and magic. <laughs> Visit our website at monstersmadnessandmagic.com to stay up to date on all the dark dealings within the sanctuary of the strange. Enjoy the show. Hey Metalheads, I'm Mark and I host Metal Forge. Let me tell you about the show. The Metal Forge features the best underground metal from all over the world. We spend every week with a different artist with interviews, in-depth conversations, and most of all, the music. We also feature audience interactivity where you can submit your questions to the upcoming guests. New episodes are out every Friday at noon Eastern Time at MetalForgeRadio.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Want to know what's going on in the world of music? Then tune in to the Nothing Shocking Podcast, a non-genre-based, all-ages-friendly rock and roll program. Join us weekly for interviews with all your favorite rock stars from the mainstream to the underground. You can find us at nothingshocking.libsyn.com or anywhere you download podcasts. Okay, Metalheads, you've been complaining that there has not been a channel that plays all of the heavy metal videos from past, present, and future for years and years at this point. Well, that time is over. Heavy Metal Television is back. HeavyMetalTelevision.net is the website. Go there. You can see videos playing 24-7, 365, all the time. All the best from the old school, the new school, and everything in between. Check it out, heavymetaltelevision.net. It is where the metal is. 